to the Primetime Pod. Today is Friday, April 28th, 2023, and terminals have launched. Parallel launched terminals last Friday, and they sold out in three minutes. It's not really a surprise at this point, given their success at previous drops and previous releases, but still, it was fun to participate in a drop that was hotly contested like all the others, and one that sold out uh, quickly. I know there are a lot of people looking to utilize their Prime, and uh, they sure did. Uh, there were 440 terminals for each parallel. And with five parallels, that's 2,200 total terminals in existence. Now, uh, there's no word on the Barcolian terminals yet, as of yet, but we'll see. Could be uh, could be some Barcolian terminals here in the future. We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. There was a lot of action on the secondary markets after the terminals launched. I think close to 100 ETH in trading. So it was a profitable one for folks that were flipping, but also looked like people were really interested in in acquiring them since it sold out quickly. Refinement for terminals uh, will happen this Friday, April 28th. So if you're listening to this, refinement will occur then for, excuse me, for shards. And then uh, terminal activation should happen sometimes in, sometime in May. Uh, I think they're targeting May 12th. So more on terminals to come, but uh, a successful sale. Uh, they're out in the wild now, and I'm excited to see what comes out of them. And uh, I think Parallel has been teasing that. So Next up on the list is the first parallel Twitch live stream was announced. So that was announced earlier this week, and it will be happening May 2nd at 8 p.m. EST. Fitch and OG Pickle will be running it. That's everybody's favorite pickle, OG Pickle. Uh, But they'll be doing a live stream, and it should be exciting because you're going to see a lot of action, uh, a lot of gameplay, maybe some strategy talk. And of course, Fitch's patented Marcolian uh, Blitzkrieg. Uh, next up on the news is the closed beta is coming. Uh, so Parallel has been announcing it and they released this banger of a teaser trailer. Trailer. So go and check that out if you haven't seen it. It's on their Twitter. Uh, but beta is coming in July. Oh, that, that teaser trailer was awesome because it featured Beale and Bounty. So if you're in the Discord, you probably have seen both of those guys floating around and you probably played poker with uh, Beale uh, during game nights. Actually, you know, jumping back to terminals, both Fitch and CL gave away one terminal each. So obviously they're Chads. It was fun to see them share the terminal wealth with others and, and get, get folks involved. Uh, maybe a few people that hadn't gotten one yet. The prime reclaim vote passed uh, this past week. So you have until May 2nd to claim your prime. Uh, go to echelon.io to claim and to uh, get more details. And uh, yeah, claim your prime and use it in the ecosystem. That's the whole point. And then uh, lastly, there was a little scandal last week. It might have been floating around before last week, but it caught steam again uh, because somebody did a few Twitch, or excuse me, TikTok videos about the Pokemon card scandal. So actually, Nan, one of the EPs, was quoted by the block as he weighed in, you know, saying, look, this is what digital assets are for. That we can, You can solve this problem with blockchain technology and digital assets uh, so that people cannot game the system, take the rare cards from the production lines, and then sell them for their own benefit. Another use case, another good example of why this technology can be beneficial for the gaming community. Um, I know that's hard sell for a lot of folks. Uh, they hear the word NFT or digital asset or something like that and turns them off. But uh, at the end of the day, it it secures their assets more than any other uh, system would, and it allows them to benefit from the system more than any other system would. Um, that's it for news uh, and community quick hits. We've covered kind of what has happened recently, uh, but it, it's an exciting time in the parallel and echelon world. Uh, I've been busy, uh, but I'm glad to be back here. Uh, I'm especially glad because we've got a new guest this week. If you participate in Discord, either Echelon or in Parallel, uh, you probably have come across this man. He is a meme wizard. He is, he's got the gift of gab. And quite frankly, if you know him, you've probably been daved by him. It's no, none other than Dave. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? 
Hello, hello. How are you? I'm uh doing well. Awesome, awesome. Good to hear. Uh, a meme wizard, huh? Takes more than just a magic wand to get those memes going, but <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll take I'll take what I can get, right? I mean, it's it's it it takes a bit to some of the some of the stuff I've made for for the community it takes a bit to create, but uh. It comes from a place of love, so I will I will sit there and, and do it over and over until it's just right. Um, but uh, hey, thanks for having me on the, the podcast or asking me to, to come on. Uh, I've never been on, I was on one podcast before uh, a couple of years ago. I did a live stream of uh, how I edited a photo for uh, the photography community that I was involved with, uh, and that was pretty interesting. And this is a completely different type of podcast for sure. <laughs> Yes. Nice. Well, let's, I think we should probably explore that a little bit because I'm sure, uh, folks listening would like to kind of understand the process of, you know, how a meme gets made or, or how an emoji gets made in discord. But before we dive into the details, let's talk about you. Let's talk, uh, about your background, uh, give people a little idea about who you are and what you're about and you can be as specific or as general as you want. But uh, yeah, far away. Who's Dave? Well, uh, Tell us who Dave is. Father. I got three kids, a husband. Uh, I've been married for coming up on 18 years. Um, let's see. Been working in the aviation industry for about 20 years now, um, which is, I just did the math the other day and it made my mind melt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seven years turning wrenches on helicopters and 10 years writing manuals for um, engines, essentially. Um, it's, it's kind of an interesting, interesting gig, um, because, you know, you're talking troubleshooting, you're talking process control and improvement, all that wrapped up in a you know, 17, 20 year career of, uh, you know, dealing with things that, you know, are, are a good technology to have, um, but are also a technology that is very, it's very easy to, um, get hurt by. Um, you know, I mean, and then that's why you need the, the proper procedures done, you know, the right torque values, you know, written down and all that's based off of, you know, uh, technical documentation that's researched and vetted and then dumped into the procedure in such a way that that's, it's written in such a way that like someone with a sixth year, uh, a sixth grade reading level can understand it. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the language we use is very specific. Um, you know, and, and it's effective, right? Um, like I've said before, effective communication communicates effectively. Um, mm-hmm. So shorter words or, or shorter words, shorter sentences, but getting the point across, which some kind, sometimes can seem a little cross or, mm-hmm. or you know, um, what do you want to say? Staccato, right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, it also it enables for there to be no, you know, second guessing as to what someone is saying. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I, I spend a lot of my time doing that, you know, reviewing documentation, um, writing procedures, <laughs> um, making graphics. Oh, well, uh, the way we make graphics is a little bit different. It's, it's pretty involved, but we, we have to, I have to supply my graphic department with how I want the picture to look. Mm-hmm. Um, so having a, an in-depth knowledge of those assets, um, you know, whatever it happens to be in the engine or on the helicopter itself, having that experience to know, oh, I know how this goes together or comes or gets uh, disassembled um, enables the, those procedures to be written a little bit better. Um, aside yeah. from that, you know, that's that's my professional. It's what I do for a job. Yeah. Aside from that, uh, I've been a percussionist slash drummer musician for well over 20 years. Um my, my drum kit actually uh, has been on Broadway because uh, I, I, my uncle was a uh, kit performer. He played the drum set, my drum set, on Broadway when he performed for Cats. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, he was he was a session drummer, and uh, he was hired a couple times to, to perform. So my drum kit's been there. I don't have, you know, blockchain NFT proof of it, but <laughs> I know it's been there because he told me. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. I mean, it's like a, it's, if you know, if you remember what Van Halen's guitar looked like, the red with the white stripes all over it. Sure. That's what my drum kit looks like, except it's black. It's black with white stripes. It's amazing. Um, 
yeah, I, I played everything. You know, I was in, you know, marching band in high school, jazz band in high school, was in a couple bands here and there. Um, difficult to do that with uh, kids, you know. True. Um, they definitely take up a lot of time. Um, they're varying ages, right? Uh, our oldest is uh, 15, turning 16 this year, and our youngest is 9, turning 10. Wow. And yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty wild. <laughs> they're they're a handful, <laughs> um, but they're also uh, incredible kids. They're, you know, I, I couldn't ask for them to. I mean, we set our expectations, and they just kind of roll with it and go, okay, let's just make sure we meet that level of it, you know. <laughs> And then, and then they do, you know, it's, it's funny because in our, our school district, uh, teachers are always like, I hope I get a chic kid in my class hmm. because they, we've, we've been living here for 30 something years. So our name is known in, in the school district. Um, especially cause my mother is a, she started and did the, um, a mentoring program for students. Um, so cool. a, yeah, professional out in the world will uh, like yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you could you'd go on in and you would mentor a student. You would help them with their math homework or this, but it's bond. It's making a bond, a relationship with that student. Yep. And there are some students who started in third or fourth grade with a mentor and went all the way up through a four-year college, still holding that relationship with that that mentor they had. Wow. Because of how my mother set things up and did things. Yeah. You know, you're talking a, a 18 year bond that's there that you wouldn't uh, have otherwise. And yeah. those kids come from so many varied backgrounds and, and this particular program like helps, helps those kids so much. So, you know, we get a lot of, you know, how to help people and how to do things from that. Right. Yeah. You know, we're, we're all products of our environment. So like, you know, my father was in the military for 20 years, you know, so I get that aspect. And then I get the aspect of, uh, you know, learning, watching my mother do what she does with, with the mentoring program, be like, okay, all right, well, maybe that's something that you can, you know, I guess you just learn it as you go, right? Yeah. You pick up what they do. Um, I mean, I have, I have so many hobbies as well, hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I am full, I'm a man that does so many different things. It's crazy. A Renaissance um, man. Yeah, I mean woodworking, right? Um, if I can, if I can fabricate it on uh, uh, Blender, I can probably make it. Um, right. I have, <laughs> I have. Um, I just made a bracelet or an anklet for uh, Mrs. Dave yesterday. Um, is one she had broke, so I made one for her, <laughs> a new one. <laughs> yeah, um, pretty cool stuff, you know. And then. And then, you know, let's bring it all the way back around to, uh, to parallel here. Um, I mean, that's what the podcast is kind of for. Uh, I make emojis and memes and help the community <laughs> learn stuff. I mean, it doesn't sound like much, um, but, you know, I've been involved for two years now. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it's a long time to be involved with anything in the crypto space. For sure. Um, yeah, yeah. There's been stuff that has has come and gone in that two years time span. Mm-hmm. Um, but parallel is still here, and so are we. That's um, right. So am I. Well, um, speaking of parallel, and you know, the sixth grade reading level, I know you've got, you've had to use that skill set in Discord quite a bit uh, with <laughs> explaining things because <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely a complex ecosystem and, and helping people understand that takes patience it takes experience and it takes care which i think you uh you you share with everybody um y- yes so the the ecosystem is wide it's deep um it's two years it's it's, it's two years of development but it's like 10 years of data really yeah um, the, the team is moving at a breakneck speed where two years ago before PD1, they were sharing cards the the five seconds after the artist says it's done. <laughs> like we were we were watching everything unfold live before our eyes. Um, the, the 
the galaxy key was for parasets was not really a i don't know if it was thought of entirely mm-hmm. right they may have been behind back behind the scenes like oh, i have this idea maybe we can do something but like it was, almost came about organically like oh we collected a set let's get a card and it's happening so fast and it's so deep that you do have to take that time to to analyze the language and and regurgitate it in a way that's digestible by i mean international people you know yeah parallels all over the world yeah right i mean we have just the discord bonds alone we have some uh, obviously in the united states um we have one in europe you know or a couple in europe as well right Mm -hmm. and and they're all they bilingual people Yep. Speaking people, trilingual people. I mean, one of our new EPs, Nan, he, I don't know how many languages he speaks, but he's not a United States person, you know? Um, so having having him be able to understand what's going on, I mean, he has a high degree of, of, of knowledge anyway, yep. but using, you know, using that skill set I have for the last 20 years in aviation and translating that to to this space for parallel and, and to help people uh, learn is uh, yeah. It's, I, I think it's just, it's incredible to be able to do that. And just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's been many times where community members have said, I don't think I could have understood this uh, if anyone else explained it to me. Yeah. Like you, you brought in an analogy or an idea that I can understand. And now I understand this parallel thing. Now I can read it more and understand it better because of what you said. And I, I think that it feel, makes me feel great, you know, yeah. and makes me want to keep keep doing that for, for people to learn. Because like you said, it's <laughs> it's pretty deep. It's not overly complex, but there's just a lot of information there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. It's it's uh, multiple mini mini miniature mentor ships. <laughs> that, essentially, that's exactly what it is. Yeah exactly what it is it's it's taking the people under the wing to have them learn and and analyze the situation like we have like one of our one of our wardens astro uh perfect example uh you know he popped in the discord to play games with us when we used to play halo all the time and now he is a warden with us um by by learning what we had available right Yep. Learning the stuff, asking questions, helping other people. We saw a potential there for greatness, and we were like, hey, come on and hang out with us. And now you can also help people understand things because maybe you have a different viewpoint. And that's that's a good thing. You know, it's a benefit for everyone. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's good. So uh, let's, let's rewind. We've talked kind of a little bit about... Um, your backgrounds, parallel mentoring folks, but um, where were you on the night of PS15? Because I've heard this story before, but I don't think everybody has. So PS15, is it way back when, let's rewind what, two years and a, and a couple of months here. Um, beginning of that, what, 2021, right? Yeah. Um, a couple of my photography friends were posting on Twitter how gas was expensive. And I was like, I looked around my local gas station, so I'm like, it's not. What are they referring to? And they were referring to the gas price of Ethereum. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is at the time. I was like, I don't even, I have no, I knew what Ethereum was. I had some on Coinbase, um, but I didn't know necessarily what NFTs were two years ago. I mm-hmm. had no clue. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Um, so I did a little bit of uh, looking around and uh, followed uh, some people that I saw on Twitter, one of them being Fitch. And uh, at the time, he was working for a project called Block Party. So I was in their Discord. And we would hang out. There'd be some drops, and we would discuss and chat, whatever. It's kind of kind of interesting, something to do. You know, I didn't know where it was going or whatever, but it seemed like a good group of people to, to associate with, to learn. And, uh, oh. And let's see, we, you want to restart there with block party. So going back and forth every once in a while, I would see the parallel, um, 
a Discord like emoji, right? Yep. Pop in to um, Block Party's Discord. And one night they had posted a link to a auction they were having. And this was during PS15. I had already signed up for their website and everything. I didn't participate in PS15. I just watched from a distance. I was like, eh, I'm not too sure about this, but let's see how it goes. And uh, so I follow the link to OpenSea and I watched live the auction of the priming, wow. um, which was probably the most, I think it's a, it was a historic, I felt at the time it was a historic moment. Yeah, because I had never seen anything like that before, and, and it jumped all the way up to I want to say twenty six ETH, I think, at the time. Wow. Um, and that was just absolutely an amazing thing to uh, to witness. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why. And, and while I was watching it on OpenSea, I was communicating with the parallel twitter account in dms and also on twitter like cheering them along and they thought um that i was like i was the bidder because i was like hey this is awesome it's at this price and blah 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 and i'm like no i'm just i'm just dave here um <laughs> to the point where where they coined the moniker the uh the shaman of parallel the spicy mm. shaman <laughs> and uh so on on twitter you'll see you'll see my my twitter name and next to it you see a uh a chili pepper and also a wizard uh which that stands for the spicy shaman and that is a reminder for me to to remember um to re- one to remember that particular uh situation and event um and two to try to carry forward that same idea um into the future yeah, it was an exciting time for sure. Uh, one that was marked by a lot of uh, a lot of speculation, but also a lot delivered um, thus far. So that was kind of the origin story of of you know how you found out about Parallel and, and got involved. But how did you become a moderator? What were what was the process like for that? Oh my goodness! Um, how did I become a moderator? Well. I was um, involved in the Discord. Um, PD1 I missed because I was at a, a baseball game watching Tommy Wilson. Um, and I have I actually got a baseball signed by him and a base, baseball card signed by him. Um, right. So that was that, that, I was like, okay, I, I missed PD1, but I got these other like real life NFTs instead. And they're one of ones. I'm pretty okay with that. <laughs> um, but I missed it, and and so because I missed it, um, I took it. I, I took it upon myself to call uh, myself uh, the fan art card guy, and I started creating my uh, fan art based off of what I thought could fit in the parallel universe. Yeah. Um, after looking at the cards and going, oh, you know what? I think the Shroud would have something like this. I think the Marcolians would have something like this. Um, and I would create them once, like every other day. I'd have a new card that I would I would post into the into the Discord and be like, hey, check this out. Hmm. But at the same time, I was I was learning about. Uh, you know, I did. I researched all the members of of on the credits page at the time of okay. parallel.life uh I, I researched all the members found out who they were what they worked on in the past what they're working on now um and then i, I was just active in the discord a lot um and then pd2 before before pd2 happened we the discord was obviously very active and we were getting a, slammed by a lot of bots like just like blank accounts, whatever, hundreds of them, and our community manager CL uh, chose a handful of us active people in the Discord um, to and gave us a role called Bannerman, hmm. and our our sole purpose was to ban these accounts, um, and it was hundreds at a time, 
and it was you know, three o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting there, right click ban, right click ban. So much so that I, I, I downloaded, a, I figured out a way to do a macro to have my mouse click for me to, to facilitate that quicker because we would get, we would get hundreds a day. Um, wow. Yeah. And as a result uh, of that, well, as a result of that moving on into PD2, um, I was a bannerman with a red name, Marcolian, in P- during PD2, slow mode was on. I couldn't answer people's questions. Hmm. And at the time, uh, a community member uh, that is no longer with us uh, was titled the warden. And what happened is that the at the time, the warden role, the, which was like, kind of like a mod, um, couldn't or wasn't affect by, affected by slow mode. Gotcha. So bit by bit, CL made uh a lot of people into wardens so that way we weren't affected by slow mode so that way we could answer people's questions and then from then it turned so that was pd2 between pd2 and january of 2022 the ideas around what a warden was was solidified to the point where it was if you're going to be a warden you sign this nda because we're we're, a, we're yeah, we're Discord moderators, but we do a, a lot of other stuff that mainly goes unspoken, unsaid. Um, yeah. It's a lot of background type work, stuff that I probably can't discuss. <laughs> um, right. You know, it's it's a lot of background work, a lot of stuff to make to make the process smooth for community members, regardless yeah. of where we're helping. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the path to 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 wardenship right there that I took. Well, that's uh, it sounds like a lot of grinding. So speaking <laughs> speaking of moderating and and being a warden and and managing the Discord, uh, the term "getting daved" has been thrown <laughs> around a few times. But uh, as Mister Dave, can you explain to me what getting daved is? <laughs> I. Oh my God, that's the funniest thing ever. Uh, getting Dave, it's hilarious, and sometimes it's 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 been a thing for so long. It happens to myself as well. Um, <laughs> where where even earlier today, Mad Prof uh, uh, daved me, and I was like, "Wow, good job, you got me." Uh, sometimes it's it's making a comical quip about what somebody said. Um, other times it's. Um, adding i don't know i don't know i don't know how one daves a person i just know that i frequently do it um <laughs> it's undefinable but you know it when you see it yeah i know it when i see it, like oh that's it that's a dave situation a lot of times it's maybe maybe uh uh adding a little bit of reality to whatever the discussion is right something that's like or or offering a definition of something be like mm-hmm. people are talking about this but like actually the dictionary says this and everyone's <laughs> like well all right thanks dave good job um i i i specifically don't know what it is there was a, a game i used to play a long time ago called earth 2025 and in the the forums there i was referred to as uh dictionary boy because i was doing the same thing there were there were roughly this not maybe not the same thing it is now, but something very similar to it, where people would be talking about stuff, and I would have the definition of it. Yeah. I'd be like, "Well, actually, uh, you know, <laughs> denotatively, this word means this. Connotatively, it means this. So, what are you really trying to say?" Um, and you know, that game was very interesting um, in the sense because we had there was people from all over the world playing it for one. Um, so, people, uh, my foreign affairs assistant at the time as it was clans battling each other mm-hmm. and i was a foreign affairs officer and my assistant was in australia so a 12-hour difference and we had to communicate on a day-to-day basis <laughs> and this is where a lot of the the dictionary boy came from because uh he was much older than i was and i'm like i don't understand what you're trying to say you need mm-hmm. to use other words here um eventually we figured it out and 
So now having the having the moniker of being Daved is is kind of reminiscent of that in a sense. Okay. Um, but you know, I think people in the community can now see themselves when someone gets Daved. They will use the Dave emoji and <laughs> and pop it up there and be like, "This is a Dave situation for sure, for sure." So, all right. So I'm gonna. I know we've got kind of an organization to how we want to structure this call, but let's talk about creating an emoji. What What does that take? How much time? I'm sure it de- depends, but how much time does it take? You know, what technology are you using? Software, otherwise, um, how does one come to fruition? Uh, so, all of the. Um, all of the emojis from the alpha, um, the closed alpha Discord we have, I fabricated all of those. So a lot of those may have been something that was like already existing that maybe I traced, or I just recolored, and some of those were maybe cropped down to size. Let's let's see what let's see what those are. Let me look right here at the emojis. All right, so let's see the. the a lot of these are, are are taking existing artworks, so paragons. Um, I just crop those down the size, sure. right? Um, or any of the, the, the Pepe emojis, those were retraced to a larger size, so they were more defined. Okay. Um, the prime icon, or the, the, what is it, the common, legendary, perfect loop, prime... SE and uncommon those like tick marks Mm -hmm. those were obviously taken from parallels website and then reformatted and fixed to be emojis originally it was just it started off as like kind of a fun thing because we were talking about oh the green tick mark that's so great to see so i just made it and then we turned it into an emoji so i made the rest yeah of them um yeah all the all the fun ones you see there and uh in the early access play testing, the closed alpha discord server, those are ones that I kind of put together for that server. And, but the, I mean, the process for it, it's not, it's different every time. Sure. But a lot of times it, I'll get input, you know, whatever from the, the community. will talk about something and be like, Oh, that's a funny meme. Like mozzarella sticks as, as parallel logo. Right. Um, that's created largely in Photoshop. Okay. Um, and let's see, that's pretty much it. I use Photoshop for pretty much all of it. Uh, cool. the gifts I use Photoshop for some of those take a long time, the flying keys. Hmm. So the first, uh, most of the keys that I made fly were very easy cause they weren't animated that much. And even if I took like the overclock key, it's animated. The gears are, but like, well, seeing the like that animation, you couldn't necessarily see or notice because it's only the fan blade spinning. Sure. You're not going to see that. So I was like, I'm not going to do that one animated. But the multifold key, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I have to do it animated because the whole thing's animated. So I made it fly, and also made it open and close. Yeah. Um, it took seven hours oh to do God. that. Yeah, it took seven hours to do that process. Um, because first I had to, you know, take the video, turn it into, uh, slides, just turn it into, you know, individual, uh, whatever you want to call it frames, mm-hmm. and then align all of those frames and then cut out all of those frames and then paint back in what was, uh, didn't cut out correctly that Photoshop guessed, oh, let me cut here. And I'm like, nope, that's not right. Yep. Then make sure they're aligned again. And then add in the wings, right? And then make it go up and down. It took six, seven hours to do. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Um, the next couple uh, gifts I did of the flying keys took substantially less time. Sure. Um, because I had I had the process down. You know, I would take a piece of paper and write down numbers. You know, one through whatever it was, because. Right. Every sequence was seven frames, so I would do the math and be like, "All right, this is how many frames I have, how many sequences I have. All all these frames here get this wing, these ones get this wing, so yeah. on and so forth." But it was hard. It's tough, um, but it's also very enjoyable because the final product is so 
fun. Yes. Um, you know, I've made, what is it? I made those cans for the keys. Yeah. Uh, the, the surge key can and the overclock key can. I don't know if I'm going to keep doing that, but that can was modeled in blender and I just made like a sticker to stick on there. Yeah. Um, uh, and that was, and that can, I modeled it from scratch in Blender too, um, including the top portion. There's parts of that can that you can't see. Like the bottom portion actually curls up on the inside. Ooh. You don't see that. Um, and then the pop top, um, the actual mouth lid. So you, no one can see this, this part of it where you drink from, yeah. that is modeled. There's an actual, it, there could be a hole in there, but you don't see it when the can spins. Um, Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, but I I was like, if I'm going to make a can, let me make the can just in case. Yeah. Um, other other memes I made, uh, you know, uh, the Parafiz, which mm-hmm. people tend to love. It's an old one, but a good one. Um, all sorts of different Pepe ones. Um, I mean, you name it. I've it, it all comes. A lot of it comes from just a ridiculous idea someone has. Yeah. Right. You like have like ridiculous ideas. Yeah, like CL has this like uh, uh, a fondness of of characters looking wistfully out a window, mm-hmm. but it's the orbital strike. <laughs> so every once in a while, we we kind of, I've kind of put something like that together just because it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Most of them don't get turned into anything. There's a lot of stuff I've made and, and sent over to CL, and he's like, "This is fantastic," uh, but we're not going to do anything. We don't do anything with it. Yeah. Or or he'll have the idea and I'll make it. And he was like, "Why do you keep just making this stuff?" I was like, "It's fun. <laughs> it's not it's not not fun. It's hilarious. I think it's when I'm making it, I'm laughing so hard. So I'm like, "Oh my god, this is great. People are going to love this one." Um and they usually do, you know. Um there's a lot of comments from the community of, you know, "Hey, you've outdone yourself. This one's a banger." Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just it's it's great. I try to put a little. Uh, lately, the ones I've I did, I put a little uh, other Easter eggs in there. So in the distance, you'll see like the sanctuary spaceship or yeah. or a different uh, you know, asset or, or character in the background, and it's like, oh, it's there. But I mean, I use I use Photoshop for it all. You know, it's Photoshop and uh, several years of practice because. I am also I also do a lot of photography work. I was part of a photography community for quite a while, um, but when COVID hit, I I put my camera down. Um, I actually had a big had a big project and big plan to do because uh, at the uh, at the end of 2020, uh, Neil Peart passed away, or beginning of 2021, Neil Peart passed away, uh, the drummer for Rush, and probably one of the most prolific lyricists and percussionists ever. And a huge idol of mine, um, oh. because I am a drummer, you know. Yeah. And uh, I had a a photography piece I wanted to not piece but series I wanted to do, and I had uh, a model lined up, and we I had plans, I had things, uh, ideas sketched out and stuff. And the weekend that she was supposed to come over and we were going to start the project, uh, my kids got sent home from school because wow. of uh, for two weeks, right? They were like, oh, two weeks. And then during that two weeks, it turned into two years yeah. that they were homeschooled. Um, and during that time, I was like, well, if the kids aren't going to have friends over, I'm not going to photograph people. So I didn't, the only, during that time frame, the only person I photographed with was my wife. Yeah. And I was like, what else am I going to – I have skills. Like, I want to keep fresh. Yeah. Um, so I switched to, you know, I take a photo of my wife, turn it into – uh, then start doing digital artwork or, or learn with a photographer. Uh, I spoke with Nino Batista, a photographer I know. Great photographer, great guy. And he taught me a lot about his his process and style of editing a photo. And yeah. that same process I use to edit a photo to take it from you know the raw file to uh, a polished final product, I use the same process when I create an emoji or uh you know a gif or something like that it has that same i i want to make i I give it the same final feel so sometimes i'll take a gif and i'll just i'll i'll it's something that exists you know back in the beginning it wasn't like that it was like oh yeah let me just slap this together good to go but lately i'm like i'm gonna make something and i want to make it high quality yeah right i don't want to make it you know just cheap cheap sauce you know i want to make it 
you know, the good stuff. And people look at it and go, wow, this is not only is is the team, uh, you know, parallel team themselves producing, you know, this this high quality content, but the ridiculous memes we have in Discord are also of a certain standard. Uh, um, the memes, we do the memes for the memes. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Memes um, are a currency for sure. <laughs> that is a great background on how the making of a meme and when you talk about quality, I've made a few memes in my day and none of them hold a candle because I don't have years of experience in Photoshop. So the community does benefit from your experience. And I got to say the alpha DJ, that's one of my new favorites. Uh, oh, I love that one. Alpha Discord. Yeah. And, uh, and then the pills, the yellow pills falling down around the around like the, the yellow man the yellow man yeah oh my god yeah that's another that was one. that was hilarious to do i had to draw the yellow man i took a green man and i made him yellow <laughs> it was solid yellow and i was like this is no good he's just literally solid yellow so um i did a little bit of dodging and burning and i i gave him some shape yep so he's a little bit of a shiny man yeah and then i was like what am i gonna do now like I can't just have them stand there. I'm like I'm gonna have pills in the background. Let's go. Um, and then I just kind of made this giant like on my computer screen. It was just a skinny rectangle full of pills, and I just moved it and took another frame and was like, eh, I guess that's good. <laughs> and it worked out pretty good. Yeah, yellow pills guy. You were saying he has a lot of depth. Absolutely. He's got the shape. He's got the color. He's perfect. Yeah, it was. It was a fun one to make. Um, well, we did that primarily to to give um, to have our players. Our, I say our players because I've I'm not officially on the team, but I feel part of the family, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. it's really about the friends you make along the way, you know, um, as mm-hmm. the meme goes. But uh, you know, the players that came in to to play back in February. Uh, we wanted to give them uh, more of an experience than just play the game. And right. part of that was using emojis that no one else has access to. Um, so it's kind of fun. <laughs> As every once in a while, you'll see in the, the regular parallel discord or anywhere else is somebody slamming uh, an emoji from that server. And you're like, yeah. One, it's cool because they're using it for that server. The second reason it's cool is because I made it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And every once in a while, somebody shares something that I made. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's so funny. It's hilarious, a, a hilarious meme. And they're like, well, you made it. I'm like, oh, I did. Yeah, but it doesn't make it not funny because I made it. It makes it more <laughs> funny. Like, it's a good one, guys. <laughs> yeah. Credit or qu- credit is due. On Parallel, there's a couple of standard questions we ask everybody that comes to do an interview. So the first one is, what is your favorite card in-game and why? And the second one is, what is your favorite card from an art perspective and why? Favorite card in-game. Oh my god, it's got to be a Shroud one because that's the best Parallel out of all of them. Obviously. Um, And in-game... I'm saying this because Mrs. Dave just threw something at me. She wants me to say Dana Silvertongue. But <laughs> in game, in game um, is uh, a Shroud card. Let's see. There's so many of them. But my favorite one to play has got to be Sacred Siphoner is pretty cool. I like that one. It's high cost. Mm-hmm. but it's it's valuable because you get a defender and then you can play with your... Actually, any card that enables me to play with the singularity or interact with it yeah. is uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, Void, Void Runner would be above Sacred Siphoner, but Void Runner, you can only pull out your enemy units. Sure. Um, Sacred Siphoner, you can pull out your own units or uh, your own cards, and you can do it twice. So it's like a buy one, get one. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my favorite cards to have in a deck, although it's hard to get to because it's such a high cost. Sure. Um, but so the, and then so my the favorite card art perspective is that Dana Silvertongue art. My my favorite card <laughs> art style is Dana Silvertongue. Um, that being a photographer, 
and having the knowledge of, of photo editing and photo manipulation, I was 100% for sure that, that was not a 3D model. I was I was pretty sure it was a like this is an actress, a model that was photographed and was overpainted to to turn into you know a, a 3D asset of sorts. Um, it wasn't, and <laughs> uh, um, Sasha V uh, said no. This is definitely a um, a 3D asset, um, and then. She manipulates. So the, the sticker we have in Discord of of Dana kind of cheering with the glass um, was Sasha V had the asset. Obviously, she made it. So she made the card. She made the character. Had the asset and and positioned the asset to say cheers in such a way that we have that sticker now. <laughs> um, but she did it as a funny ha ha kind of situation. Like I had it. I figured why not. Um, and th- I believe that's the only alternate pose of a character that we have seen. Hmm. Every other character is in their pose on the card. Um, yeah. Unless it's like a 3D asset, right? And it's, it's walking around or it's like a paragon and it's and it's sure. animated or something. But as far as a static display of a character, Dana Silvertongue is the only one that has um, an alternate view. It's not an alternate view on a card, but an alternate view as far as just art is concerned. And uh, during the cosplay contest um, that happened, um, uh, Mrs. Dave was Mrs. Davena. Um, we spent a very, very long time uh, sourcing pieces for the outfit, for the costume. We photographed it outside in my backyard. And then uh, I went in on Photoshop and... You can't tell. I, I showed the final product like up close, picture, zoom in shots to uh, some of the uh, parallel artists when I met them uh, in was it last year, June, mm-hmm. NFT NYC when we all got together. Yeah, June or July was it June? I don't know. Yeah. One of those. One of those. And uh, I showed them some zoomed in shots of it, of it, and they were like, "This is, this is actually really good. Like, like this is really good. Like if your fo- he was like." One of them said, so you use Photoshop on this? I was like, yeah, extensively. Like, this is what it looked like before. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> before, like, if you look at the photo now, you can see it's got the red background, the couch, you know, everything. But sure. you go and you look at the uh, the, the behind-the-scenes shots. Like, you can see the grass. You can see trees in the background. And uh, that's all was eliminated through Photoshop and the skill set that I have for that to do it. So art-wise... And my my favorite card is Dana Silvertongue, um, and then uh, in game, uh, it looks like Sacred Siphoner is probably the uh, or one of my favorite Shroud cards to play. Not the favorite, but one of my favorite. I have lots of favorites, but that one is definitely in the top like three, and the only one I can think of right now under the gun. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, clearly you are a wizard, a spicy shaman, so to speak, when it comes to Photoshop. <laughs> Well, Dave, so last question I have for you, but um, it's just been a lot of fun. What about Parallel gets you the most excited in 2023? Um, what about Parallel gets me most excited? Composability is what gets me most excited. Um, being able to use or being able to have these these digital assets and maybe use them in multiple different ways. Maybe in a different game. Who knows? Um, um, also, and then as a result of that, uh, as a result of, of composability, being able to to interact with new people in the Discord mm-hmm. um, or or elsewhere. You know, I've spoken to a number of people, word of mouth um, about Parallel, and it's seeing seeing them take ownership of those ideas and be like, this is something I could enjoy. Um, I mean, we, we see that now with not just the TCG, but also the comic. Yep. Right. Um, and now we've, we have those, those quick, those quick shots of uh, exploration and uh, unreal five. <laughs> um, you know, and that's just wild. That's because those in those shots, you see, you know, scanner array in the background, like, Okay, yeah, somebody owns 
a card yep. and maybe somehow that can work its way into a game like that but regardless of of owning your your cards being transferred to other games or whatever it's the seeing parallel studios create uh like an assembly line of of we have a you know we made this 3d asset for this card mm-hmm. and but now it's also ar and it's in this game this mm-hmm. other asset that we can have with a library of assets that are all 3d created and stylized a certain way and manipulate can be manipulated mm-hmm. it's incredible to see that and that's why i'm excited to see what parallel studios does next and what they're going to show us next and what we can help with next as well that's what i'm excited for i like the what can i help with you know because they're all busy people <laughs> they are all very <laughs> busy people and uh, i think any help they can get um i mean uh, people out there they want to find out how to be a warden ask bounty he's the freshest one um there you go the way you get on board with there is is being active mm-hmm. and being knowledgeable you know it's not it's not it doesn't come lightly um it's it's not just the color in the discord it's it's stuff it's doing things it's having knowledge it's imparting that knowledge onto others it's making sure that the environment uh, for new players is easily digestible right and yeah. it's taken a long time to get here and we still have probably a lot more work to do um mm-hmm. but i think we'll get there together absolutely well, Dave, thank you very much for your time. Appreciate you coming on to the Primetime Pod, talking about Parallel, talking about your life, talking about your experiences, and uh, look forward to having you on again sometime soon. Yeah, yeah. Do you have do we do you have a terrible sign off? How do you do? How do you sign off? Uh, normally, we just say thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next time on the Primetime Pod. There you go. so that with that uh we'll call it thanks guys 